Hi, everybody. We are glad that you are joining us on continuing the conversation, summer edition. Uh, Kenton is uh, in Texas, to which I say good riddance. Anybody who would rather be in Texas right now than in Southern California deserves Texas. And in his place... We have Kim Andrews. Kim is on uh, our staff team. And just so you can get to know her, Kim, favorite 80s band? That would be Journey. Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so do you, so Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Uh, and not the Glee version. No. But the, like the real. No, okay, that's key. The real. <laughs> and then favorite 80s movie. Oh, that's tough. Maybe Xanadu. Ladies and gentlemen, Xanadu. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. We might have to rethink this whole approach. <laughs> Xanadu, uh, I think Xana that... Xana don't? That, well, yeah, so my goodness. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about some good stuff today, but first we're going to try to talk t- Kim out of uh, Xanadu as a movie choice. Good stuff. So the question becomes, how? Do, what's the posture uh, as disciples of Jesus that we take towards an issue like alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not universally condemned, and so we disagree with those who say you can never have a drop. Sure. And and it's not universally encouraged, and so we disagree with those who say, well, it doesn't matter what you do. It's not a moral issue. It's totally a moral issue. And it seems to be something that people will look at you if you they know you're a believer, and yes. they and they see you maybe having a glass of wine, and they think, hey, you're a Christian. I didn't think you're supposed to drink. Right. right? It's very black and white for the outside. Yeah. Community. Lots of times. Lots What's of up times with that? What do you What do you think? What do you have to say about that? I think I think um, we still. Um, we're still kind of being hung over, if you'll pardon the pun, uh, from kind of the prohibition stance that we took early in the, in the 20th century where the church really led us towards, you know, no alcohol at all. And, and that was a, kind of a failure because the, 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 the correction to abuse isn't going to the other extreme. It's right use. Right. And so uh, for me, I just want to talk through how I make uh, decisions like using this mm-hmm. drunkenness as an example and so our assumption is we obey the laws of the land. So if you're over 21, then this is a life question for you. If you're not, <laughs> stop. Right. Um, it, but but um, in, a, in a setting where you do have freedom in Christ, how do you make a decision? So here are just some questions that I use. And Kim, I want you to comment okay. on the relevance or the irrelevance. Uh, one of these, uh, one of the questions I, I ask is something that Paul talks about in First Corinthians. He says, you know, everything is beneficial. Hmm. And he's, he's quoting a Corinthian slogan. And he says, but I will not be mastered by anything. Hmm. And so obviously alcoholism is a huge issue in our world. And uh, for, for people who struggle with alcoholism, sure. man, we would just say utterly and absolutely don't even get close to it. Right. You didn't choose that genetic basis, but if you have it, um, and alcohol is something that can master you. If, or if you find that you have to have drinks in order to have fun, right. you have to have drinks in order to relax. You know, at some point you're encroaching on sin because uh, it's something that has it's mastery over you. you. Absolutely. You got it. So I, I don't like, I mean, ice cream. <laughs> I'm glad we're not talking about ice cream right oh, now because I am mastered or by in ice and cream. Out. Oh, in and out. There you go. So that's number one. Number two, okay. does it honor God with my body? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. So I, I don't know how to answer that one. I mean, I suppose if I, I had a friend, I worked construction when I was uh, younger. I, I did. didn't know that about you. I did. And I had a friend named huh. Domer. D-O-M-E-R. Last name of Tinky. Domen Domer? Dome. Oh, that's, oh, funny. that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Domer would, uh, for lunch, so we'd work construction. For lunch, he'd have a six-pack of beer and some Twinkies. Wow. For dinner, he'd have a case. So did that honor God with his body? I'm not so sure. 
Number three, does it give glory and honor to God? Hmm. Uh, so whatever, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, does it bring glory and honor to God? So I can imagine s- scenarios where drinking wouldn't give glory and honor to God. Sure. But do you think there are scenarios where drinking would? What do you think? Uh, I think that if it's being done in the right context that you're talking about, it, that it's not a legalistic thing and that if you're responsible with it and you're, you're not genetically predisposed to not right. being able to handle it, that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But the minute that, like you said, if you're feeling like you're about to be controlled by it, and we're all filled with something, we're mm-hmm. all controlled by that's something. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if that is uh, recognizable, that is something that's happening, then right? Then right, we need we to steer away. away from that. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and, and what you bring up just a huge point, Kim. I mean, in asking these questions, the, the presupposition isn't that we're Puritans or that we're legalistic and we're saying, well, this is what good Christians do or good Christians don't do. When Paul is talking, he spends three chapters in Ephesians just telling us our identity. And then he invites us to live right. lives according to our identity. And so mm-hmm. drunkenness was a huge issue in the early church. He had to write to the church in Corinth hmm. not to get drunk on communion wine. So this is what they did. <laughs> right. So so these are just questions you can ask about movies. You can ask about uh, any addictive substance you can ask about mm-hmm. any of the entertainment choices we make right does what it, are you filled with though exactly right? mm-hmm. so will i be mastered by it does it honor god with my body does it give glory and honor to god i think there are scenarios actually where as an act of evangelism i would have a beer sure, uh, yeah. if i'm in the presence of somebody who's not a believer and it's a it's a normal natural thing to have a beer then i'm gonna have a beer and i'm not gonna be weird uh, in that moment, say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a disciple of Jesus, I can't have any. No, sometimes you lead with that, but I think sometimes you don't always have to. Uh, does it cause another to stumble? Does it give the appearance of evil? That's a great huge, question. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some friends who have really struggled with this issue. Hmm. And the causing to stumble means I make, I limit my freedom for the sake of other people. Hmm. And, uh, and so for me, uh, if I'm ever around folks, that for whom this is a struggle, I just simply do not engage, even though I'm, even though I'm sure. free to. Yeah. Um, another question Paul asks is, is, does it give the appearance of evil? Hmm. So I'm a big guy. Shocking. <laughs> I'm shocked. I love the taste of beer. I could probably have, uh, th- and, I, and I like really weak beer, just like. for the record, like Coors Light. Okay. I love it. <laughs> um, I could probably have three or four of those. Mm-hmm. Um, be okay. And, and yeah, and yeah. not even blink. Right. But if somebody sits with you and watches you drink three or four beers, yes. what are they thinking, Mike? Exactly. Yeah. So, so I just want to be real careful, even if I'm ever mm-hmm. um, drinking, uh, particularly in public, that I just that I uh, am not causing anyone to stumble. I'm not giving the appearance of evil. Right. Um, does it help my walk with Christ? Is it beneficial? Uh, I don't know that this helps or hurts. For me, it doesn't hurt. I don't struggle mm-hmm. with getting drunk or buzzed. Um, I just like the taste. Don't you think, though, that if you had a beer with somebody who was a non-believer, that that might even open the door for them Absolutely. to go? You know, it's Particularly shattering if they these... know what I do. See, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we had a guy across the street from us who knew I was a pastor and for years just would avoid me. Wow. And it wasn't until he had a problem and needed help, and so I came over to his house and helped him. He's like, hey, you want a beer? Absolutely. Boy, Were we going to have a beer? Yeah, right. And it just him, kind of yeah. opened up. It just kind of opened up a little bit of, of conversation. And he was he was so thoughtful because anytime we'd interact, our kids would play together. He'd always have a Coors Light for me. And so I always felt <laughs> obligated, no matter the time of day, to drink Coors Light. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, a huge, uh, huge question uh, that Paul asks in the book of Romans is, can it be done in faith? 
um, you know, he talks about gray area issues and he says, you know, people should be fully convinced in their own mind. And so there are some people who I have dear, dear friends who are pastors that say, no, because of how, of how rampant it is and because sure. of uh, the unidentified alcoholics in our midst, you just should not at all. And he firmly believes this. Hmm. Um, and, um, and even though I, um, I disagree with him a little bit, he's fully convinced in his own mind. I'm fully convinced in my own mind. I do, I do believe I'm with you. That there are occasions where a glass of wine is just a glass of wine right. or a glass of beer is just a glass of beer. It doesn't have to be anything. But one of the things that I've noticed that is a little disturbing in the Christian community is that we go to one of two extremes. We say that it's so okay that no one ever asks these questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just ah, it's just part of what I do. And, and, and it almost gets celebrated. You know, mm. if we're going to have fun, we have to have alcohol there or something. Right. And then, and then uh, many of us go to the opposite extreme and just say, well, you just should never, never be around it. But mm. I, I remember very distinctly being raised. Um, uh, my dad, when I was probably seven or eight, let me taste Pabst Blue Ribbon. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I hated it. It was so awful. Seven or eight? Uh, yeah. Wow. And, and, but you know what it did? Killed I, it. it killed. Yep. I did not drink in junior high, high school, there or college. Go. No interest. What beer would have made you drink? I don't know, <laughs> but it was awful. I don't know when the taste was acquired. But here's the point, uh, brothers and sisters, as you, as you listen to this. We always want to be people that, that take the Bible in one hand and the real world in the other. Hmm. And we want to be people that learn discernment because often we approach the Bible looking for very black and white answers Mm -hmm. on life situations that it just doesn't cover and was never meant to. And so scripture calls us to be discerning. Paul even says this right before the don't be drunk with wine. He says, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And Mm so uh, we just want to encourage a posture of the heart that says, Jesus, we really want to be yours and we want to be your instruments of goodness and reconciliation in the world. Mm And we want to enjoy the good that's still in the world. Mm-hmm. And so we enjoy food and we enjoy drink and we enjoy friendship and, and entertainment. But we also want to be very discerning how we do it. Right. And so this was just an attempt to, to give a grid mm-hmm. of, uh, of questions. I'll just recap them real quick. Does it take my focus off of Christ or will I be mastered by it? Does it honor God with my body? Does it give glory and honor to God? Would it cause another to stumble or give the appearance of evil? Does it help my walk with Christ? Uh, one thing we didn't talk about was Philippians 4.8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So that kind of rules out my zombie <laughs> novels. Um, and then, uh, and lastly, is it done in faith? Romans 14. Could you do it if Christ was there? And so, uh, again, you can apply this as a legalistic set of standards that somehow we earn God's approval by. Or I think what Paul would have us do is to say, hey, these are just things we ask in the outworking of our identity. Hmm. Uh, And as brothers and sisters, we help each other along. Kim, any last thoughts? I think this is super helpful. There's probably a lot of people who didn't even realize that there was even another side to this. Maybe they've only thought the legalistic. So super helpful for me. That's good. Yeah. And then do you want to rethink Xanadu? Just as we close, you just uh, give me three other eighties options. All, first of all, was that late seventies? Oh, I don't know, Olivia okay. Newton-John. Olivia, New- I know. Seriously. Give me what? What was yours? Uh, favorite eighties movie? Yeah. Um, 
I would say Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer video <laughs> oh, there you when go. he flies over the audience. <laughs> I just thought that was amazing. I do amazing. like some Bon Jovi. Um, Ferris Bueller would be one. Oh, see, that's good. I had a minor crush on Molly Ringwald. Who didn't? So 16 Candles. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then A Breakfast Club because Ooh, I thought Ali I did like Ali that. Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. There um, you go. I thought she was pretty, okay. pretty cute. So, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you care, those are our 80s answers. You wanna, <laughs> do you want to reconfigure, Kim, as we close thankfully i might need to go with breakfast club yes ladies and gentlemen you have it discernment <laughs> in action from xanadu to breakfast club god bless you and uh, we're glad that you join us on continuing the conversation we will see you again